Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. They've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Welcome in to the BSN Broncos podcast presented by Elixinol. Don't take our word on Elixinol. Take Jake Plummer's word on it. Plummer is a huge fan of Elixinol's hemp balm, a topical pain reliever that's just one of their many great non-THC products. What's more, 5% of your purchase goes to a non-profit of your choice when you visit Elixinol.com to get yours today. 48 hours, Zach. We are 48 hours away or maybe a touch more uh, from draft day and... The Denver Broncos adding a potentially franchise-changing player. How are you feeling? Ryan, we are 55 hours, 37 minutes, and 25 seconds away from the start of the first round. So what, throw about an hour and a half on that for the Broncos pick? Man, I'm excited. We are almost under that 50-hour mark. That's why you're the numbers guy. <laughs> um, we had a really interesting conversation yesterday with James Palmer and first of all thanks to James for jumping on with us I, th- I thought that was really fun hopefully we can have more um, guests like that if it's not James maybe someone else but uh, it's always nice to have a fresh perspective and a fresh take here on the podcast and I thought James made and, and first of all if you haven't heard it go back and listen if you just want to hear the James Palmer interview uh, you can hear it in the third segment but I thought James was really convincing in his point that the Broncos are going to take TJ Hawkinson at 10. What'd you think? It was convincing. And and like you said, it was the best argument we've heard for that because uh, TJ is a guy that helps you immediately. Uh, he's a great player. Um, and he's a guy that helps you now. He helps you later. He helps Joe Flacco now. He helps whatever quarterback you have next. He helps that guy later. Ryan, just one thing got me hung up on it. If a quarterback's there in James's argument, 
he said, you know, Flacco is not the guy of the future. You you know that. Um, so TJ is a guy that helps you with Joe Flacco, and he's a guy that helps you with whenever you bring that young guy in. Completely agree with that. But if a quarterback's on the board, and like James said, you know Joe Flacco is not your, your guy moving forward, and you, you think that you, you have a good feeling about one of those quarterbacks, then don't take the, don't take the tight end. Take the quarterback. Take that young guy. So that, that was my only trepidation with that. But let's say all the quarterbacks are gone. Like, boy, like I've been feeling like they're all going to be gone. Maybe I'm waning off that a little bit this last 24 hours. Uh, if the quarterbacks are gone, then it certainly, certainly makes sense. And it goes back to our philosophy. Are you investing in uh, Vic Fangio by going defense? Or are you inve- investing in Joe Flacco by going offense? Here's the thing. I think there's a very real scenario where the Broncos just aren't in love with these quarterbacks. And I think trading for Joe Flacco was a giant flag that said, that said we don't love these guys. Because I just can't get past the fact of why would you give up a fourth-round pick and pay extra money and pay extra money for Case Keenum to leave just for Joe Flacco to be a one-year bridge? If you wanted someone to be a one-year bridge, he was already here under your own, you know, roof here. And and based on what we've learned from Joe, I think Case Keenum probably would have been a better teacher to a young quarterback than Joe Flacco would be. So I keep coming back to, to all these little signs we have that the Broncos aren't going to draft a quarterback. And, and the number one signs that point to the Broncos draft a quarterback, in my opinion – are just people thinking, well, Joe Flacco sucks, so they're going to have to draft a quarterback. And I always just come back to the fact that I don't believe the Broncos feel that way in any way, shape, or form. So would I disagree with leaving Haskins on the board if he's, your, if you're, if he's there at 10 and you're picking? I absolutely would. Can I see a scenario where it happens? Yes, I absolutely can. And what I loved about James's point was, one – it is a win now and win later move. It and two, we talk so much about the unknowns within this wide receiving group. And James said this would take a lot of pressure off them. I like that a lot. I don't know if, you know, I woke up today feeling like the Broncos should do that. But if they were to pick TJ Hawkinson, I would support it more today than I did, than I would have yesterday. So I have a question for you. Isn't every player outside of a quarterback a win now and a win later move? Um yes, in most senses, yes. I think the I guess my my point in using that phrase was it can help Joe Flacco now and Dwayne Haskins or I guess it wouldn't be Haskins. It can it can help Joe Flacco now and Justin Herbert later. And going back to something that that you said when you started was you can't see once the Broncos invested in Joe Flacco and traded and paid him all that money, why would they then go and then draft a, a quarterback? Just look at recent history. I mean, I know we've talked about this, but the Eagles did it a few years ago. The Bears did it a few years ago. Uh, both of those teams paid big money to a quarterback. Then that same year went and drafted a quarterback. Last year, I think there were three examples. The Browns traded a third-round pick for Tyrod Taylor, paid him a lot of money, uh, then drafted, of course, number one overall pick. Uh, then you had the Cardinals do that with two quarterbacks that they paid big money to. 
Uh, and then you had the Jets do that again with two quarterbacks and then got Sam Darnold. So I, I initially I completely agree with you, but then you just look and that's what the NFL does. I don't expect you to be able to answer this necessarily with all the teams, but who who was in the room already? You know when they made those moves because the Broncos had a bridge quarterback. Did we, they though? I mean, if if you went into this season, Case Keen was better than AJ McCarron, who the Bills went out and got. If you went into this season with Case Keenum, we would not be able to sit here and say they're better. We we, we could not be convinced that they're a 500 team. I couldn't be at least. I mean, what I saw last year was was garbage. It was bad, and for John Elway, he he's not going to put up with that, even if it's just for one year as a bridge. I guess I just I think if if the plan was to get the guy of the future and just give him some time to develop, it just doesn't make sense to go through all the effort and especially giving up the fourth round pick. It's not as if you just signed him, because if you just signed him, I'd say, well, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a wash. You got rid of Case Keenum. You brought in Joe Flacco. Maybe it cost you a few million more dollars, but in the end, you didn't give up anything. You gave up a fourth-round pick for what? If you're drafting a quarterback for one year of of respectability? Exactly. That's yeah, a you, bad move. That's John Elway, though. I mean, we, we, how much have we talked about the past few years of John Elway may hurt the team in the future by trying to win now? And that would kind of fall right in place with that of you're losing a fourth-round pick, someone that can help you maybe not this year, but in the future, in order to help you win right now. And what, what is a fourth-round pick, Ryan? We're, the other guy we're talking about on the other side of the ball that the Broncos may draft is an inside linebacker because Josie Jewell, Todd Davis, you know, fourth-round guys kind of. I know Todd was uh, undrafted, but fourth-round guy, okay, after one year, bye-bye. Or, you know, more of a role player. It's more about the system with Josie, though. I think Josie was is – is or was going to have a promising career in Denver if he was the right fit. He's just not the right fit for what Vic Fangio wants to do. You make a point, but all I'm saying is I don't think it makes any sense at all to give up all that for a one-year bridge just to go and draft a guy. Now, it did give you more flexibility in the draft, and that is to be applauded. But you could have easily played the whole we're happy with Case Keenum thing. They jumped off that train instantly. I mean, they were talking about shaking trees in January. So they they already played that card off. And I just, it just makes no sense to go all, after all that for what? Nine and seven? Doesn't make sense. It, it, I, I know that's a John Elway move. It just makes no sense. You were better off if you were going to draft a quarterback this year and, and use a quarterback as a one-year bridge. Bringing back Case Keenum and going five and 11 again. It's not John, man. It's not. It, it, it's not John. So, Ryan, it sounds like you are, as of today, no quarterback. I mean, what, what percentage would you put it at, that a quarterback is picked by the Broncos at 10? Or maybe I should say, uh, no, I'll let you answer that. Uh, 10%. 10%. I'm going 20%. But if a quarterback is there, I'm going above 50%. And, and well, that, that is no, 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 no. Just give me the t- give me your percentage. I just if a quarterbacks I there. Oh, if a quarterbacks are over fifty percent. So one of Drew Locke right or Dwayne Haskins, really. Yep, fifty-five percent. Daniel Jones, notwithstanding. Correct. Correct. Yep. The the you know big three. So if one of the two. Yep. That the Broncos would possibly take is there fifty percent. Yep. 
That's how I'm feeling right now. But I don't think there's going to be a quarterback there, and that's why I lower it to 20. It's sure. Well, and, that, and then it's a, it's a moot point because there, there wasn't a guy there to pick anyway. No, I'm, sa- I'm saying like right now when I think of it, I, don't th- I think the odds are that a quarterback won't be there right, right, right. projecting out. So then I got to ask you a question. Or no, yeah, I'll let you go. Well, I was going to say, every single day, the Dwayne Haskins falling talk gets louder. This morning I was watching ESPN and Todd McShay came on and like doubled down his stance times a hundred. That was kind of a cross up there, but he said at this point, I don't see Dwayne Haskins going in the first round unless somebody trades back in to get him. Our team's playing him like a fiddle, Ryan. Maybe because he's like the giants aren't taking him six. The giants aren't taking them 17. Um, He's not going to tend to the Broncos. Like, he was just naming off every team that could possibly want a quarterback and saying, like, they don't want Dwayne Haskins. Man. So, maybe I'll apologize to him next week when, when we're back and see how everything goes. Uh, and, and he certainly knows his stuff. I just – Ryan, this isn't what happens. Quarterbacks don't fall like this. And uh, I, I, I bet there's a lot of general managers out there that don't think Kyler Murray's number one quarterback. I mean, we, we had James say that he pretty much said Dwayne's his number one guy. I think a lot of general managers probably feel that way. And that guy's going to fall out of the first round? I, I don't see it. Well, you've also heard that there are teams that have Drew Locke as number one on their board. You've also heard that there's teams that have Daniel Jones as their number one on their board. So I'm sure there are a, a few teams out there who have Dwayne Haskins as number one on their board. But what if those teams are, you know, the Chiefs mm-hmm. and, you know, a, a couple other teams that don't want a quarterback? Means diddly squat. Exactly. If you, really quick, if you're the Chiefs or the Packers or someone with, with, with a quarterback that's going to be there a long time, would you even make a quarterback board? I mean, what's the point? If your number one quarterback falls to the sixth round, you pick him? No, I think it's more about just knowing what's going to happen. You know, okay, well, this is where we have this guy slotted on our board, so he should go in this area. So if we're trading up, we know that if Dwayne Haskins is at 17, well, the Giants should be taking him there, so we don't have to worry about them getting our guy there. So, Ryan, I, I said what, what are your predictions of the Broncos taking quarterback at 10? What about trading up? I mean, we talked about it yesterday, and you called me crazy for not taking a bet that the Broncos were going to trade up. And it, personally, I believe they're only going to trade up if it's for quarterback. Would you agree? No. Oh, okay. So if they trade up, and before you know the pick, you just know they trade up, what ha- what percentage are you at with them drafting a quarterback now? Wait, okay. So so they've traded up. They've traded and up. And I'm living in the moment, like the right pick as is the not pick. in. And yep. I'm like, and you're asking me, what are the chances they take a quarterback? Yep. Because um, it's a 10% before the trade. Um, 70%. Yeah. Okay. So, so you think, okay, not 100%, but it's pretty much a quarterback. Yeah. The, w- the thing that gives me pause is there are some very elite players at the top of this draft that could be there at number two. And that leads us into our next topic of conversation, which was a. Was it a Freudian slip or was it a smokescreen from John Lynch yesterday? This would be quite the smokescreen, Ryan. And yesterday at his uh, general manager pre-draft press conference, John Lynch said, 
If something came to us that was too good to be true, there are players would be comfortable taking in the middle of the round, like at 10, we've done our due diligence. That seems too pointed to me. (laughs) It seems like he did that on purpose. Because think about this if you're John Lynch. Uh, Who's at 11? Bengals. The Bengals are trying to get to number two. And you're telling that and you're saying your price isn't high enough and they're thinking they're bidding against no one well everyone knows about the little buddy buddy bromance between john lynch and john elway so you just float out 10 out there so then the Bengals think oh the broncos are trying to get the pick too we have to up our offer how about this though a lot of people believed or were speculating ryan put your tinfoil hat on a lot of people were speculating that john elway's press conference was canceled and postponed till today one hour before the press conference was supposed to happen yesterday because John was on the phone. John Elway was on the phone making a deal uh, with a trade in the draft. A lot of people believe that. And then John Lynch comes out one hour after John Elway was supposed to have his press conference, but he was too busy. He had a scheduling conflict to do that. John Lynch comes out and says this. Good. I mean, it could have been fresh on his mind. Now, I've, I've got the tinfoil hat on, but he could have been talking 10. So why would they be trading out to two? Quarterback. Drew Locke. Yes. Because if Dwayne Haskins is falling, then you're fine at 10, right? Exactly. You're afraid of... The Raiders. The Raiders getting Drew Locke. The Raiders, the Giants, uh, or someone else trading up. And boy, if John Elway was in love with him and just got more in love with him, then you don't want anyone touching your bay. Whew. I would have to... Uh, crush them for that what would it take because you got to know what it what it's going to take in order to like it or not like it it's going to take 10 this year's second next year's first and maybe next year's third yep i think so as well two first a second and a third and if you do this you're playing for the future and, and that's, where, that's where I have the problem. My problem is not with Drew Locke. My problem is not even with the price to get there. My problem is with what was all this – what were you doing up to this point in the offseason just to try – just to draft Drew Locke? Because John doesn't rebuild. He doesn't but, rebuild. But here's the thing. If you were cool, and maybe you just came to, to terms with this, but if you were cool with giving up two firsts, a second, and a third to get a quarterback, then you never needed to get Joe Flacco. Tell that to the other six teams that have done it in the past, what, two or three years? I, I don't know. It just All this win-now stuff to then just use your best chance at win. I mean, if you trade up to two, your best chance at winning now is to draft Nick Bosa or Quinn and Williams, <laughs> and you have that opportunity all of a sudden. Yeah, but you don't do that. I mean, is that what your 30% is? Is Quinnen Williams? Because yep. I freaking love Quinnen Williams. And you don't do that. You don't do that trade. I don't think you do either. But I, 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 honestly, it would be a move that makes sense in the, in the grand scheme of what they've been doing. So with everything you're saying, I'm just playing John Elway and, and, and his role. And he, he doesn't rebuild. He reboots. And that's why you make all these moves and you seem like you're winning now just to make a win later move because he, he's not going to hit rock bottom. He's not going to go worse than 6 and 10, 5. He's just not. But just think of it this way. How often have we talked about, wow, if they could get Devin White and Jerry Tillery, if they could get Ed Oliver and 
Devin Bush at the end of the first round. We keep talking about, like, look how much better they would get. Not only are they not getting Devin White or Devin Bush, they're also not getting anyone in the second round, and they're getting Drew Locke, end of story. And then you don't have a fourth-round pick. So you're – oh, actually, they do. They did have two fourth-round picks. So you have a third and a fourth. That's when you're starting to get players who can help you this year. So you're John Elway, though. Drew Locke, closest thing to John Elway in this year's draft. And maybe – Maybe in next year's draft, too. Um, and he loves Sam Darnold, who was the closest thing to John Elway. I'm just, I'm just painting a picture of why John would do something like this. Yeah, to me, it just doesn't make sense. If Drew Locke is there at 10, I can buy into it. But trading the, the whole front end of the draft to draft a guy who isn't going to play this year, or if he does, it's because the season is heading off the rails. It just seems silly. Now, if Drew Locke comes out next year and throws 36 touchdowns and 10 interceptions, then all is forgiven. But you and I both like Drew Locke, right? What would you say is your percentage of confidence that Drew Locke will be a high-level starter in the NFL? I'm talking top 10. Was Jay Cutler top 10? And At his J- peak, I would say probably he was. I think he's got a pretty good chance. I, I, I don't think his ceiling is Jay Cutler. I kind of see that's the type of player he's going to be. Now, it's, it's a little hard with Jay because he was bounced around, and, and of course you're projecting this with no Josh McDaniels coming in and trading him away and kind of throwing his career path. And I also think Drew Locke likes football and likes the, the hard work more than Jay Cutler. So... I, I kind of see that's who he is, so I, 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 like the, I like those odds. I would say I'm at about 60%. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably 70. I like Drew Locke. Um, I think he has a really great chance to be a great quarterback. But I'd be lying if, if the accuracy, accuracy stuff doesn't give me a real scare. So, again, at 10, if Drew Locke was there, which I don't think he will be, but just speaking in hypotheticals, at 10, if Drew Locke was there, I'm saying, all right, this is a fair roll of the dice because nothing is guaranteed at 10, and you're not giving up anything except you know a high-level draft pick, which is giving up something. But there's a huge difference between giving up 10 and giving up 10, 41, we'll just say 16 next year, and your third-round pick next year. I mean, that is astronomical, and if you miss on that one, it is a five to seven year setback for the franchise. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not advocating the Broncos trade the farm away to get up to number two. But what if John learned from last year? Learned from his mistake last year of trusting uh, an eighteen million dollar veteran quarterback and says, "I should have taken Josh Allen at five last year." Uh, and he's kicking himself. He says, Bradley Chubb, great player, bad pick. I should have got the quarterback. Shouldn't have trusted that bridge guy. Well, if one of those guys was, is on the board at 10, then he's in the exact same scenario. Because they, the Broncos weren't going to trade up to one last year. So it's not like he's learning from that mistake of not making a huge move. But boy, if one of those guys is sitting there at 10, he can say, I can right my wrong. Or at least try to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again... It, <laughs> I'm all for the Broncos getting a quarterback in every sense. Why? 
because it makes things way more interesting around here. It makes training camp an absolute spectacle. Uh, it creates a lot of pressure and tension in the building and all of those stuff. All of that stuff is good for us. So I'm totally on board with them doing it. But if the Broncos trade the whole farm to get up to number two overall and draft Drew Locke, I'm going to have to write about how you're you're saying one thing and doing another thing and crossing your wires. And that's not that's not a good thing. Uh, and because you could have been building for the future this whole time. Here you go. It would be the biggest gamble of John Elway's career. 100%. Period. Period. It blows everything else out the water. At Peyton Manning, a lot of people thought that was a big gamble. I didn't think so. Uh, I would have said that is a 5% gamble. Like, yeah. Like, there's a slight chance you were wrong here, but 95% says you made the absolute right thing. I thought it was a, a very stupid that people thought it was a gamble. Paxton Lynch, that'll be nothing compared to what this gamble is. What'd you give up a, a th- an extra third? Yeah, and a, a pick in your in the 20s. It's nothing. Yeah, nothing. This is this is betting the farm. Because like I said, if you miss, it's a 5 to 7 year setback. Because think about it this way. Not only are you not getting a player this year, you're not getting a player next year in the first round. Those are two players who really could have helped your franchise. You're not getting a player in the second round this year who probably was going to help you this year and beyond. And then you're missing out on a third next year, so you're only going to have a second round pick to to improve the roster early in the draft next year. Now, you can always trade up and trade up and trade up, but that is a f- at least a five-year miss. That is, And again, he's not going to be as bad as Paxton Lynch, so you're not going to move on as quickly. And you've made such an investment in him that you are going to hang on as long as you possibly can. Obviously, if they make this move, John believes it's a 20-year hit. At least a 10-year hit. At least. If you're moving, if you're doing this, you believe he's 20-year. Two decades. 15 but, years. But yeah, okay. 15, I can get behind. 20, no one they're, plays for 20. They're, playing for, they're, they're now playing to 40. So, sorry, 18 years. I mean, yeah, there's a chance. But look at, like, Jay Cutler. That's, like, a more comparable... Scenario. No, because you just moved up to 10, to 11 to get him. You're moving up to two. What I'm saying is, like, that is a more like, like, I don't think he's Patrick Mahomes. I don't think he's Peyton Manning. I don't think he is Tom Brady. And what I'm saying is if you're making this move, you better believe he is. Okay, well, then you're crazy. I don't think so. I mean, I, I Jay Cutler would have been here until he decided to hang it up, what, 36, 37 years old, if crazy josh mcdaniels didn't come in and, and run him out of town how old was he when he retired now that's what i'm saying 36 i, I thought know. he was like 34 either way and like i'm saying drew lock likes football more than jay cutler though probably jay cutler was always a hard read for me i felt like he, <laughs> i felt like people were being too hard on him because his mannerisms were just weird <laughs> anyways this is a conversation that we have to have because there is a like even for me there's still a 10 percent chance they take a quarterback and it's crazy to think about this because i was thinking about last year and and i was thinking about this year and how many players i know about like i'm anyone who goes in the first two rounds i'm gonna know a lot about them last year i wasn't quite in that boat because i was so locked in on quarterbacks um like 
how often did we talk about oh, what was his name? The dude who went right in front of Chubb. Ward. Yep, Denzel name? Ward. Denzel Ward. We like didn't talk about him at all. We talked about Bradley Chubb, and a, a, very few people talked about Bradley Chubb as much as we did. We talked about him because we had on good authority that he was their favorite defensive player in the draft. Other than that, though, we talked a little bit about the linebacker. Um, we, we, but we were pretty locked in on quarterbacks. This year, I feel locked in on everyone, and I feel good about that. All right, let's move on here. Uh, but before we do, I want to tell you guys about Strava Craft Coffee. Strava is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so check them out. What you'll find is that the CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It's even helped decrease anxiety. Whatever your ailment is, it's probably helped. CBD is an all-natural and non-psychoactive ingredient, plus the coffee is rich and tasty. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you, go to, when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Shall we move on to the question of the week? Well, what do you know, Ryan? It's about quarterbacks. We put it out last night. Would you rather the Broncos take a quarterback or go best player available? And, of course, question of the week is brought to you by Sports Column. And, boy, now now's the best time to, to go down to Sports Column before you hit a Rockies game. Yeah, I mean, tonight would be a great one, right? Go hang out at Sports Column. Uh, maybe you hang around for the beginning of the Nuggets game. Then you head over to the Rockies game. A lot of options there. Sports Column. Um Big fan of their wings. Big fan of their wings. And I'm a, I'm a wing connoisseur. Here's what you got to do, though. You get the hot wings. Then you get the suicide sauce on the side. Mm. Suicide is their hottest sauce. But it's kind of like, um, like a creamy habanero type sauce. It's amazing to dip the wings in there. As long as it doesn't make me cry, it's I'll gonna try make you, it, It'll Ryan. probably make you cry. <laughs> First one comes in from Ryan Claiming. He says... Depending who is on the board, but I will say quarterback. And and this is this is tough. I mean, Ryan, it was tough for you to 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 make the percentage of of if they'll take a quarterback because you don't know who's going to be on the board. Yeah, that's the hardest thing about this entire process at ten. Is I don't know the math on it, but there's probably like <laughs> two million combinations of players that could go at ten. I mean, John could have been telling the truth, or he could have just been hyping Bradley Chubb up. But last year he said they had zero scenarios that they ran through where Bradley Chubb fell to them at five. They only had to guess four picks ahead of them, and they couldn't guess this one. So, I mean, over double, it double times 100, as Ryan would say, about how, much, how many more scenarios there are at 10. Why did they not? Because here's the thing. There were four first-round quarterbacks. All you had to do was predict a situation in which four teams trade into the top four to get those four quarterbacks or three teams do and Saquon Barkley goes because the Browns aren't taking two quarterbacks at one and four last year are they no but you have the Browns taking Mayfield then trading four to the to the Bills that's what I'm saying or if they kept that second pick then they have them taking Saquon you know I'm right 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 I mean they're it was seems like bad mocking in my opinion it would have been awful mocking that's why there's no way it could be true and there are some people in this town who think that it was a panic pick mm. because they were just they, they hadn't done their due diligence on Bradley Chubb and I don't think they really needed to. But instead of taking a quarterback or, you know, maybe they love Josh Allen, but all of a sudden they see this guy there and they just couldn't help themselves. In the end, 
they got a really good player. They did. Jared Fry comes in and says, BPA, I would honestly feel bad for Flacco if they took a QB. Seems like he likes it here. Man, that, that's going through John's mind before he sends, who, who am I going to upset on my team right now? There's no loyalty in sports. <laughs> None at all. And no one's feelings matter. But I agree, Jared. I would feel bad for Flacco two years in a row getting Doogie Howzard. And here's the thing. He was told. Yeah. He was assured. <laughs> you're the guy. Yep. I can just tell by the way he walks around this place. Yeah. And I like it. And that's what you but, had to do if you were the Broncos. But he would be severely misled. Yeah, he would. And that actually would be sad. It would be. It would be. Iron Man says BPA. He could just ask to be cut, though. He could. And, and go where? Because like we talked about, he can do that and have a chance to play somewhere else, be a starter if an injury or or, or they a uh, team that drafts a rookie wants to groom the rookie. But he's not getting $18 million, so then he has to choose. 18 mil or an opportunity to compete? Yeah, I think if I was in that scenario, though, and I was just lied to by my employer, I would just want to get out. Especially a new employer? Yep. Yeah. It's not like he's short on cash. Shouldn't be. Should not be at Unless all. Unless five kids cost that much money. I, I would not know. <laughs> Christian Conway says, if the quarterback isn't the guy, I want BPA. If we find a quarterback that the coaching staff identifies as the guy, I'm all for taking him. Yes, even if it's Daniel Jones. Here's the thing. If they take him, they believe he's the guy. You better. So then... At 10, at, at, at 27, it doesn't matter what position you're picking. You, you, you don't have to be convinced that he's the guy. You just have a pick at 27. At 10, whoever it is, you better be convinced he's the guy or else trade back. Right. If you're drafting Devin Bush... You better believe he's the guy to play a linebacker in this town for the next 15 years, 12 to 15 years. If you're drafting Ed Oliver, you better believe he's the guy to be the complement to this pass rushing duo that takes them to elite status. No matter who you pick, you better believe he's the guy or trade back. Exactly. Jack Smith agrees with Christian Conway. Uh, Andre and Mike both simply say QB. I would say the lean here is QB. Would you agree with that? Yeah, pretty pretty evenly split because Kenneth comes in, says BPA, and then in parentheses says Haskins. So I guess just saying that Haskins is the best player available. Anna chimes in and says Haskins or BPA. So yeah, kind of evenly split. And then Texas Bronco chimes in and says BPA unless Locke is there. If it's Haskins, trade back. So no one's, uh, I guess, let me ask you this. Let me change the question of the week presented by Sports Column just a little bit. Would you rather the Broncos sit and take BPA at 10 or trade up to get a quarterback? Where are we trading? Two? Let's say six. What are you giving up? Uh, I don't know. You wrote the, the story about it. What do you have to give up to go four spots in the top 10? Two second round picks. Easy. I'm doing that. I'd, and, and again, if, if Drew Locke is sitting there and you believe he's the guy. You know, if you really, really like him, then you do it. All right, let me let me ask another one. Let's say you got Devin White at ten. Here we are at do it twenty four. Yep. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. The dead zone. Yep. Heart of the dead zone. Yep. You got to give up what a second and a third. Like this year's second and a first. How are you getting from forty one to twenty four? Seventeen spots. Can you do this year's second, this year's third, and next year's second? 
if you can do that, you do it in a freaking heartbeat. But remember, you've got a quarterback, so first you're getting a quarterback, so first round picks are back on the board, and you're of the belief that your first round pick is going to be probably right around 24 next year. Yep. You give up 41 in next year's first. I would do it. Maybe just next year's first. Based on who, Haskins or Locke, or either. Either. I'd probably do it too. I hate using history as a crutch, and so I hate the dead zone. But if you believe in the player, the dead zone shouldn't matter. And that that's it. If you value him as the 24th best player in this draft, you know, putting positions and, and everything in that equation, then no, that's that's your dead zone. Don't do that. Here's the thing, though. If you believed either of those guys was a franchise quarterback, why the hell did you pass on them at 10? You don't. You don't. And that's probably how they get to 24, and that's how you get in trouble taking players at 24 just because you're like, oh, well, we can get a quarterback here. Because you view him as a great value, not a great player. You can't do that with quarterback. If you believe Drew Locke or Dwayne Haskins is the future, you have to take them at 10. You do. You do. Unless, let's just say, their board is set at Devin White 1, Drew Locke 2. They're both on the board at 10. And you just go with BPA. And then somehow, you know, you think Drew Locke's going to go at 14, and somehow he's there at 24. God, but I'm so excited. then you got to convince me. Then you got to convince me that he's the guy. I'm so excited for this draft. I am too. This draft is going to be awesome. Ryan, we are less than 55 hours. Nope, 55 hours away on the dot. It's going to be one hell of a ride it is for those first nine picks yeah and then the 10 minutes they have to make that is it 10 yep 10 minutes the 10 the minutes they have to make that pick are going to be tumultuous <laughs> it is it is man that's gonna be crazy i'm excited all right let's dive into the questions ryan first one coming in from oh man atos dios yeah, I like that. Did I hit that? He says, let's go Avs, let's go Nuggets, let's go Rockies. Yeah, the Rockies are hot right now. Definitely have to be on all three of those teams. We are so blessed to get to watch Nolan Arenado. Yes. Oh, man. He says, I bleed orange and blue, but I think the past couple of seasons being lackluster has led this April being even more exciting. I don't think I can swing going to a playoff Avs game, but I think I could swing a trip to Blake Street Tavern for another watch party. At this point, I'd be okay with the Broncos drafting only kickers if it meant the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. I'd make that trade, too. <laughs> what do we have to do as listeners to get a limited edition BSN RK equals Oracle tank? Summer's almost here, and I want to celebrate Suns Out, Guns Out with some sweet new merch. Oh, since this is a culinary podcast, I almost forgot to mention food. My wife has recently found a new cereal. I don't recall the name, but it's Golden Grams, but covered in the cinnamon sugar powder that comes on Cinnamon Toast Crunch. All right, it's probably going to be July or August until I can comment again. Keep up the good work, BSN fam. Hashtag embrace the wolf kiss. Embrace the wolf kiss. <laughs> I like that. That seems like a catchphrase <laughs> that I might have to st make stick. Um, first of all, you better not wait that long to comment because you need to come back and tell us what that cereal is called <laughs> yes as soon as possible <laughs> also it reminded me of i think it was just called french toast crunch do you remember that no that sounds amazing every bite looked like a little piece of bread oh wow <laughs> it was great wow. it was literally great um yeah the bsn rk oracle tank 
It sounds like something I can get on board <laughs> with. Um, I'll say this. If we get 50 people to say they want really anything, <laughs> we will we'll print the shirts. We'll make it happen. Yep. So Maybe getting some requests in the next few days. Yep. That is true. Uh, but yeah, that's the number. You got to like start a petition on change.org or whatever. <laughs> PSN needs to make this tank. 50 signatures, we're in. <laughs> Next, right. next one from Bronco Duck. He says, cannot wait for the draft this week. No questions. Just wanted to say I really liked the podcast yesterday. Damn good content. That's the business we're in. Man. Creating damn good content. Thank you, Bronco Duck. Thank you. All right, next one here from Ryan Clayman. says, hey, BSN family. Sorry for not commenting in a while. for a while. I've just been working. I want to first say that it was awesome for this podcast to have a guest on. We need more. Thanks to James Palmer for coming on. I did want to say I don't mind the debates about the best cereal, which are Cocoa Pebbles, the best place to eat, which is Red Robin, or how many holes a straw has, hashtag Team Two Holes. But I can't wait until we have a two-hour podcast that is nothing but Broncos once the season starts. I do miss the old topic that ate up all of our time last year, watching the the movie Draft Day before the real Draft Day. <laughs> I was just tweeting the other day about how it was so dumb that he didn't take the offer that's in the opening scene. <laughs> I believe it was number one overall for number seven, two seconds and a third. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, just do it and the movie's <laughs> over. Um, I think when we watched it together, we were both saying that. We were like, take like, the end deal. It. End it. End the movie right now. Take the deal. Uh, he said, just have a couple things I want to get your takes on. Just watched a video from NFL.com that had two experts say who every team would take if they had the number one overall pick this year. They said the Broncos would take Nick Bosa. Thoughts? Thoughts? No. How? I, I'm going Quinn and Williams. Yep. I mean, to pair with this with this duo, I'm not putting another one of those guys out there. Could you imagine, though? What if you could go Nick Bosa, Bra- Nick Bosa on Bradley Chubb and Bradley Chubb on the outsides, and then you can just rove Von Miller over to either side? That'd be dangerous. I'd still rather have him coming up the middle. Yep. Quinn and Williams. Yep. He said, just watched a video from NFL.com. Oh, sorry. He says, I also saw a seven-round mock draft from Chad Ryder. Here's who he thinks Denver will take. 10, Hawkinson. Okay. Mm. 41, Risner. We like that. I swear it starts to get really good. Round three, Kalen Saunders, Mm -hmm. the defensive tackle from Western Illinois. To me, if he falls to 71... NFL teams have made a severe mistake. I agree, and the Broncos get a great value. And he can do a backflip at 300 and whatever pounds. <laughs> Round four. Also, please never do another backflip if the Broncos draft you. <laughs> I just don't like the amount of impact that is happening on his knees. Maybe just one when he's here so we can get it on video ourselves? Nope. Oh. Zero for the rest of his life. <laughs> uh, because probably by the time he's going to be done playing football, he won't be able to do it anymore. Hmm. Round four, they trade up with the Texans to get Jared. Oh, no, no, sorry. That's the, is, yeah, that's, they got that one from DT. Round four, Jared Stidham. How do you like that? Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a fourth round. You know, if they wait till day three, then I can't bash it. Yeah, like um, the fourth round is when I'm finally okay with it. Yeah, not the first two days. Round five, Keelan Doss, wide receiver, UC Davis, kind of a burner. Yep. Like the speed? Uh, round five again. This is a good one. Terrell Hanks. Huge. Tanks Hanks. I love it. Uh, New Mexico State. 
Round six, Malik Carney, an edge rusher from North Carolina. They do need one of those. Uh, round seven, Deontay Johnson, wide receiver Toledo. Yeah, I mean, boy, you're getting players at the top, uh, and you're getting some guy. I mean, T- Terrell Hanks in the fifth. That'd be great. Yeah, if you get Hawkinson, Risner, and Saunders with your first three picks, you've hit it out of the park. Yeah, you, you're good. Um, you, you did. You didn't get an, a linebacker until the fifth. I like Hanks a lot. Do we like him enough to say he's going to come in as a fifth round pick, be the starting inside linebacker right away? No. Yeah, it would be a big transition for a fifth round pick to come in and be a starter right away. It would be. It would be. Don't love it. Don't love that they waited all the way to the fifth. Do love that they got Tanks Hanks. But he should be your second. He should be your second inside linebacker you draft. Man, right. in this scenario, if you're getting him in the fifth. Yeah, if you got, like, Mac Wilson and Hanks, I'm thinking, okay. Yep. I see what you're doing here. Yep. Um, if you got, uh, what's my guy from, Jermaine Pratt. Remember, Vic Fangio said he want, wanted to bring in multiple guys at inside linebacker. Multiple guys in order to, quote, be competitive. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, he was also thinking, if the Broncos go offensive line in the first – with White, Bush, and Oliver still on the board, should we look at that as Elway trusting Munchak more than Vic? No. Here's what I would look. The opposite. Whoever doesn't get invested in in the first round is who is the quote-unquote least trusted. A lot of times defensive coaches like to go offense in the first round because they believe they can turn a second-round player into a first-round player. Right, Exactly. So it's kind of the opposite of that, although it's not necessarily a trust thing. Right. It shouldn't be looked damning upon whoever isn't getting that guy. He finishes and just says, thanks for the offseason coverage so far. So pumped for the draft. Also can't wait for the second season of the BSN Broncos Fantasy Football League. Signed, Ryan Clayman. Hashtag Colorado Sports. Nice. Good one. (laughs) Brito Chad chimes in and says, oh, well, so many buzzer beaters going on. So many buzzer beaters, let's just go to the next segment. Uh, We will get to the rest of these questions here, but before that, I want to tell you about House Lift Colorado. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, House Lift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends the buyers most desire. And get this. There's zero upfront costs from the homeowners. Zero. That's right. You won't pay for any of the upfront costs of the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design and manage all the costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page, Houselift Colorado or HouseLiftColorado.com and check out the incredible remodels they've done for homeowners in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from 15 to 60,000 more in the pockets of their clients. Call 303-885-7888 today to find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah? And if you hire one of their preferred realtors, they'll sell your house without charging a commission. All right, Ryan, we have like comments bouncing all over the place. We're going to try to work through this, but before we do that, I've got to work through Kai Olson's comment here. It's a long one, so buckle up, guys. He says, Hey, guys, one priority in the draft should be helping Philip Lindsay remain a dynamic weapon. Phil benefited from a historic yards before contact average last season. Much of this was excellent vision by Phil, but the interior of the offensive line was equally important in creating space. 
Paradis is gone. Leary suffered a major injury, and Connor McGovern's PFF grades nosedived after moving from guard to center. It is likely Denver has downgraded at all three spots. If we don't target a guard or center in the first two rounds, I think Old Miss tight end Dawson Knox should be a target in the third. He's like a Tyreek Hill of run blockers. He has the ability to to get to spots on the field and make blocks that seem to defy football geometry. He identifies the most impactful blocking target and flies to that gap quicker than anyone I've seen. Crucially, he does so with with admirable finishing power. And then he left a few uh, highlight tapes on there so you guys can go check him out. There's some links in his comment. And he, he goes on to say, Phil benefited from hiding behind a bunch of offensive linemen last year, and the wider gaps in Scangarello's blocking scheme may make it easier for defenders to spot Phil before he makes his cut. A versatile lead blocker like Knox could cancel this out, and unlike a fullback, Knox doesn't take a receiving threat off the field. Zach knows that George Kittle was my favorite player in the draft class, and Knox is a similar player. Knox is the same height as Kittle, weighs seven more pounds, was faster in the 40, and was very close to the bench press three-cone and vertical. Kittle fell in the draft because he didn't see many targets. I expect the same will be true for Dawson. Knox's limited targets were due to Old Miss having two first-round wideouts and a third who will get drafted. However, Old Miss coaches still win on the record to say that Knox had the best hands on the team. Finally, his route to was very diverse, and he was moved around the field like a chess piece. I really believe Dawson could become Phil and Flacco's new best friend. No, I am not Dawson's agent yet. All right, cool. Let's take him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, convincing argument there. wonder if there's any downsides. I don't see him. I didn't <laughs> see him there. No, I mean, he could be a really good uh, tight end. Remember, John Elway was adamant that this is a deep tight end class. Dawson well, Knox was one of those reasons. Yeah, and where was the highest John Elway's drafted a tight end? The third. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Have you, have you figured out how to navigate these waters, Ryan? No, I haven't. So we'll just dive in. I'll just let you go. (laughs) All right. Coming in from Bucking Bronco, he says, Gentlemen, I'm calling my shot. Somehow, someway, White falls to 10, and we return to having a force over the middle that we have missed since the Al Wilson days. If I am wrong, though, I am excited to see where we go. Without a doubt, we will get somebody who will make an impact on this team this year or next. Still riding the lock train with you, Zach. Don't let RK bully you about your correct opinion. Man, Zach's my guy. Ha, keep up the great work. You guys have me hyped for Thursday. He adds... Wait, just hold on. The, what opinion are we talking about? I, that uh, Drew Locke is a player. I think Drew Locke's a player <laughs> as well. The only thing that you would catch me saying is that Haskins is better. I guess that's it then. That you're a you're a lock. Oh right, I think you came higher that ceiling. terms yesterday. Yep, exactly. High higher ceiling. Uh, I disagree. So I guess that's where there we go. That's where we are. All right, <laughs> fine, fair enough. Uh, he goes on and says, "Just for the love of God, not Daniel Jones." Mm, yeah, I think that's something we all can agree on. Man, crossing my fingers on that <laughs> because we have gone a little too. We've been a little too hard on old old DJ. Uh, Burrito Chad then chimes in and says, "Buzzer beater." Nope. Uh, he says facts. Marie Sharp's sauce is God's gift to the world. Glad we're on the same page there. Other fact. Week of the draft invite to the BSN fam. Buck and Bronco and I are meeting on the west side of the fan zone near the main stage around 2.30 on Thursday in Nashville. 
If anyone else would like to meet up there or at a bar for cold snacks afterwards, my contact is at the bottom of this post. Important mission. I need you guys to find out what hair product Joe Flacco uses because, dang, his hair was perfect at the minicamp presser. (laughs) Uh, uh, uh. Lastly, does a burrito have one or two holes and signs at Burrito Chad, you can't find his email on there. Zero. Yeah, any well-made burrito has zero holes. Yeah, you hope it has no holes. You know, there are some people who just make, like, the roll-up. They don't even bother folding the sides in. Mm. If you do that, you're a monster. Still no holes, though, because it's filled. Well, there t- there's two holes <laughs> that are filled in the middle. There's no holes because it, it didn't. you don't stuff it in. You roll it up. <laughs> so and ne- there was never a hole that started. You know, if you, if you were to, like, stuff it in, then there would have been a hole that you're stuffing in. But there was never a hole to begin. Man, there's there could probably be money made in making pre-made burrito things that are just like kind of like a cup, but made out of a tortilla, and you just stuff all the stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, and you don't have to worry about rolling anything, and you just eat it. Wow, it's open like the top is open because you have to open up the top anyway with your first couple bites. So what do we need? Fifty people to sign a petition, and we'll start selling these. I just it seems like an easy thing. You just wrap the tortilla dough. I guess that's what it's called. Yeah. Around the shape of the thing you want, and then bake it, and then you just pull it out, and you have a tortilla. I'm in. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, go meet up with Bucking Broncos and Burrito Chad. That should be a good time. Yeah, that would be awesome. All right. Where where are we here now? All right. Now we're back to normal. From Chilango Bronco, he says, Hi, guys. Devin Bush is going to be my bet for the pick. Let's be honest, Devin White is not going to fall to 10. Still, James Palmer made a great point on why getting Flacco a weapon would make a ton of sense. I just hope that we can get at least a B-plus draft. We sure need it. I don't know if you guys started yesterday the French toast debate, but I'm going to get in on that bandwagon. There is not a better, and I repeat this because this is important, there is not a better French toast than the one served at Kona Cafe in Poly- at Polynesia Resort at WDW. It is totally know where that is. <laughs> it is called the Tonga Toast. Please feel free to Google it and start drooling. It is amazing. Not keto by any means, but just a piece of heaven. Can't okay. wait till Thursday. Much love. Can we figure out what WDW is? Yeah, that's, West. I mean, in Polynesian Resort. This seems fancy, Ryan. West something or other. <sighs> yeah. I give up. That's what I'm going with. Uh, the best French toast I've had was at a place in Vail. I believe it's called the West Side Cafe. Mm. And it is... They do different cereals as the crust wow. around the French toast. So you take the bread, you dip it in the egg batter or whatever. Then you roll it in crushed up cereal. And then you like you can roll it in cinnamon toast crunch. Wow. And then fry it. You're killing me. That sounds amazing. The best French toast I've ever had, my mom's. Oh, how yep. cute. Yep. My mom used to throw <laughs> up the French toast uh, on my birthday. Mm. every time that was always a staple of my birthday yeah also french toast best bread breaded um breakfast item yes better than pancakes better than waffles better than good french toast you can't beat toast i guess yes yeah no yes (laughs) i completely agree (laughs) all right from kc spy who could this be what up guys it's me the guy who was on the fence about subscribing that ryan talked about last thursday oh we knew we'd get you 
Well, I decided to finally pull the trigger. Thank you for joining. And, and to you, guy who's listening, who's thinking, I thought I was the guy they were talking about. You were the guy we're talking about. Why haven't you subscribed? You should feel guilty about that. Anyways, he says, I've been listening to the pod for a month or two now, and I can decidedly say this is the most excited I've ever been about the Broncos in the offseason. So thank you for the consistent, exciting Broncos content. Thank you for absorbing it. As for my username... I lived in Colorado until a year ago when I got a job smack dab in the middle of Chief's Kingdom. So naturally, I have a huge Broncos flag in my office so people know that I'm an honorary Broncos country soil. <laughs> I don't actually have a question at the moment, but I was so excited about subscribing, I had to introduce myself to y'all. Well, welcome, Kansas City Spy. We're so happy, happy to have you, and deliver us any information that you hear on the DL out there. Yeah, apparently uh, they're getting Patrick Peterson, which was quickly <laughs> shot down today uh, on the uh, Twitterverse. Uh, that's got to make KC Spy happy. He sees all the fans get excited about it, only to be let down. Mm, the office was probably a nice place to be today. <laughs> yep. Final one here comes in from Bleed Orange Blue. Next time Zach is out sick, call up his dad to fill in. That would be an interesting pod. <laughs> I wonder if they laugh the same way. Has he had a hot pocket? I think no on both fronts. Okay, okay. Wouldn't that be funny if this was the first time I met your dad? I just <laughs> did a podcast with him. Struck up a two-hour pod. <laughs> yep. He says, this is an interesting question uh, because of how topical it is. He says, where's Tom Nalen these days? He was a pretty good player during his time being on back-to-back Super Bowl teams. Uh, maybe the Broncos should get him to help the offensive line and understand blocking scheme. This seems very weird. Very weird timing. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> a uh, plug yep. from the uh, the people over at 104.3 The Fan who just hired Tom Nalen. <laughs> Literally yesterday. Literally was his yesterday. First day. Yeah. <laughs> Seems odd. But anyways, Tom Nalen is co-hosting The Drive with uh, DMAC. And I'll tell you what, that is a much better gig for a lifestyle than working in this building. Time's about a billion. I mean, do you want do you want to work three hours a day, or do you want to have three hours off a day? That those are kind of the differences. Yep. And <laughs> uh, Tom Nalen, pretty good on the radio, but also a guy who seems like probably three hour a day guy. <laughs> yep, I think so. So good for him. Uh, good for them over there for filling that that slot in the lineup. But you have no reason to listen to that because you have <laughs> us. You got us for just as long basically if you were no and no yeah and and not the uh you know 15 minute commercial block i bet we talk as long as they do and yeah and we have great takes <laughs> uh and speaking of if you're the type of person who doesn't appreciate the fact that you can't hear about any of the other teams on the radio waves well check out the bsn nuggets podcast the bsn rockies podcast and the bsn avalanche podcast not as good as this one but really close <laughs> i mean just fractions off so make sure you check those guys out. And if you don't follow them on Twitter, make sure you do that. A lot of exciting stuff going on in Denver sports right now. And we're really just a couple hours away from things getting really exciting here in Broncos headquarters as well. Um, so tune into all of the BSN coverage. Um, and also check out our friends over at Live Well Enlightened Health. It's your go-to dispensary for the best deals on the highest quality cannabis products. Members of LiveWell's free rewards program have access to $30 pre-weigh half ounces and $60 pre-weigh ounces every day. LiveWell has 16 locations across Colorado from the Four Corners all the way up to Fort Collins with six locations in the Denver area. Visit LiveWell.com BSN for all the most up-to-date sales and promotions. That's LiveWell. L-I-V-W-E-L-L dot com slash BSN. Thanks for tuning in, guys. And tomorrow we will be doing our full-on draft preview. We will give our final guess for the Denver Broncos pick at number 10. 
excited to have you and excited to talk to you tomorrow. But for now, we'll see you later. It's getting-